Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another wacky episode of ARG Presents. I'm your special friend, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man many consider the cheap, cost-reduced, bootleg version of me. I give you the Brit. Not smaller than you are. I said cost-reduced, not size-reduced, you dipstick. Oh, all right. Clearly, the process has been reduced as well. (laughs) So, if you joined us last week, we spun the wheel, Brent, and we made the exciting deal. And this week... Well, exciting. You might be overselling Oh, no, because it can't be oversold. This week, we present to you the long-awaited episode for the Gum 8. The Gum 8, Brent. A brilliant console. That, that's what we're going with, right? That's right. The Gum 8. The Gum 8. And, just for record, uh, for those of you that are interested in who won the contest last week, we'll be talking about that at the conclusion of the Gum 8 episode. So don't worry. So... That's right. You've got to suffer. Yeah, that's right. Suffer to know. Suffer to know. It's a privilege to learn about the gamete, Brent. So let's talk about this bad boy. Brent, before we put this on the wheel, had you ever heard of the gamete? No. <laughs> of course not. And you, who has? And you put it on the wheel. Why? If you're in an English-speaking country, who has heard of it? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. So <clears throat> I did a little research, Brent, because much like yourself, I was ignorant of the full... Uh, history of the gamete and the what it brought to the video gaming world so i did a little look uh this bad boy was brought to us by an outfit called the bit corporation uh bit corporation had been in the game for a while they were founded in, in 1982 now get this uh, brent these guys actually made games uh before they came out with uh the gamete they made uh games for the atari vcs they made a famicom games and nes games i guess some got ported from the famicom uh, I saw someone mention they'd made a game called Open Sesame, which I'd heard of this game. And I went back to review, review the footage. Have you ever heard of the Open Sesame game for the VCS? No, I've not. This is one of the few Atari VCS games, the Atari 2600 games, that has audible human speech in it. What do you think Ooh. about that in a VCS game? That And I good. went back and sure enough, uh, after you complete a level, it says Open Sesame, and real, you know, but you can hear it. So I'm going to give these guys, these guys get dabbed, these guys get jacked just for doing that, because that's no easy task. So they must have had some decent programmers with them. They also made, uh, they should have kept them. <laughs> listen, don't tip your hand. They also <laughs> made uh, clone consoles, you know, rip-off consoles. I should mention sure. that these folks are out of the Taiwan, all right? So Hidden Pirate Ireland, as, as, as the Simpsons referred to it. Um and they also made these, uh, you know, those bootleg pirate multi carts that you can get. Yeah, they made those yep. too. So if you ever wonder who makes those, Gamate made some of those. Well, not Gamate, but the Bitcorp made it. The Big <clears throat> Corporation. Yeah. Yes. So they decided. Well, heck, we're going to get into the real game here. We're going to try to make our own console, and they saw an avenue that they could exploit to make some money. And that avenue was the Game Boy. <clears throat> I know. Well, the Game Boy was selling like hotcakes. They wanted, they wanted to get a little taste. They wanted to dip their beak in the Game Boy, and so they went out and put together uh, the uh, the Gamate, as you see before you. Uh, the Gamate. They, you know, this is at a time when uh, handheld consoles were going down the road, like the Lynx, for example. They were getting larger. That stuff was starting to come on the scene, but the Game Boy was still king, and and Gamate. Their reasoning was, hey, we can we can take and we can make a system 
that is just about like the Game Boy, but cheaper. You know, that's that was their goal. They were gonna they weren't gonna make it color any of that crap. They were gonna use pretty generic parts to make a Game Boy like system, and that's what they did. And that's what and so is the Gamate. And you'll understand when you hear the you know, what's in the Gamate, why you know how they approached it. So. The Gamate's a 160 by 144, four shades of black and green screen. No backlight, all right? Because backlight equals battery sucking, and we don't want that. Uh, they could they, this thing took four AA batteries and could run for about 25 hours, give or take. That was that's what you heard, right? Um, there were two versions. Which I believe it. Yeah. I mean, the 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 power they're pushing is not much. Yeah, it's it's Game Boy. There were two versions of the screen. A crappy one and a slightly less crappy one, and you can tell the difference in them by when you turn the thing on. The kind when there, with no game in it, you get these. One will give you kind of vertical streaks, and the other will give you a different type of streaks. And so that's how you can, that's how you can tell which screen you've got. The main problem on this thing was ghosting. The old ghosting. Well, we've seen that a few times. Uh, yeah. And this one, uh, when you see these things work in action, emulation, they look pretty good. But this is another system that emulators actually make it way better because it was actually not that good looking in real life. Right. Um, Smear fest. The CPU, the, they're, it's, either slightly, it's either slightly slower or slightly faster than the Game Boy. It's, it's hard to say. I saw two or three people comment that, a lot of it depends on how the crystal was uh, clocked and stuff, so that no one's 100% sure. This game, this particular system, I found, was shouted in a lot of mystery because there were so few of these around. <clears throat> it's got 16K of RAM, which I believe is the same thing that uh, the Game Boy had. It's got mono sound that comes out of a little speaker right above the uh, D-pad, and it's got uh, headphone stereo, and all the games were in stereo. So if you had headphones, yes, they you, were. Could, you, could, you could have stereo sound. Kind of neat. Uh... It's got a uh, it's got a B and A button, a start and select button, a D pad, a volume uh, a wheel, a contrast wheel, and a power button. All right, you got those are your those are your buttons. It's got like a link jack as well, and it's got your four double. It's got the two uh, areas to put your batteries in on two double A's on each side. So you, it's pretty much yeah. again, they didn't stray far from the path. Of what of what this thing would do. Now here's here is where they here was their angle. All right, you might be asking yourself, what's the angle here? Well, the angle is this thing came in at launch in the UK, and I'm going to go with the UK because that's the easiest one for me to follow the numbers on. Uh, this thing launched at 59 pounds in the UK, which is ten dollar or ten pounds less than the Game Boy was was selling for, and the games were 15 pounds each. Okay, now. Let's talk pretty much across the board, right? Right. Let's talk about the games for this thing. They didn't come with little cartridges like the uh, like the Game Boy. This is one place where they they took a, a left turn. They came on these hue card looking things. They looked very similar to the hue cards in or a, in in like the Turbo Graphics or uh, sort of like the cards you would put in your Master System. They were call they were they were long thin cards that slid into the cartridge slot. Uh, this was cheaper. You know, and you got, they were also they were durable, cool little cards, uh, and uh, you know these weren't these weren't the worst idea. So I, I and also lighter. There was a lot of reasons why the cards are not a bad idea uh, to to use. So uh, this thing got sold in different places 
but they would find a local seller, you know, a lo someone to put them out. In the UK, they used an outfit called Cheetah, which apparently was fairly well known at the time. Uh, now, again, this is the gamete, which they took game and mate. Now, this is all speculative. But the speculation is that t they took the name game and they took the name mate and put it together to make gamete or game mate, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, this game didn't. Uh, this name didn't get over in in the UK because the, the, for uh, it just didn't. We'll just leave it there. But the, it was not a popular <laughs> game. Uh, now we this when we put this on the wheel, it had another name, which was the Super Child Prodigy, a much cooler name. Uh, a much yeah. much cooler game. This, yes. That was the name of this thing in Japan. Okay. So in Japan, or not? Excuse me, that's wrong. In China, this did not get released in Japan. There's no way they were going to release in Japan because of the Game Boy. That would have been stupid. So they didn't, have, yeah, they didn't release this thing in it. So this thing launched, like I said, '90. So it didn't do good. And when I say it didn't go, do good, it didn't do goods at all. This thing sold far, <laughs> far less than the Watara Supervision we talked about a while back. And sold in numbers that may be smaller than the Mega Duck. This thing did not sell well, you know. And part of the reason was, uh, if you if why would you buy something even for ten pounds when you could just get the Game Boy? I mean, it, it, that was one of the flaws in their reasoning was that, and the Game Boy dropped in price too. And so you're not going to want to. I mean, you're going to have to have Ultra games, and 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 whether they had Ultra games or not is left to be seen. Uh, <clears throat> poor old BitCorp, they went away in in 1992. They went bankrupt. Uh, a company with their chip, one of their chip providers was called UMC. They took over the production of the Gamate and kept making it until 94. So you had uh, uh, another couple years of Gamate. Hey, they keep the ball rolling, man. And they said, and you know, that's a lot of the better games uh, came out then. Uh, so. A sort of a sad end. I don't know how much the Gamate played in their in their demise, but I'm sure it played more than a little bit. Uh, demise. This thing did have a link cable uh, to have two player games. I couldn't sit here and tell you <clears throat> uh, how many games supported that because I don't know. Uh, information on the on this stuff is really thin, as we'll get into in a moment. Yeah. Um, they it's it's speculated that they have somewhere around 75 to 80 games, but there is no official count. I've got an unofficial count here at 72 uh, with a long list of games. As I, and as I look over these games, you've got a lot of stuff that's just like baseball, basketball, beach volleyball, you know, uh, uh, stuff like that, dinosaur park, enhanced bricks. There's a lot of uh, clones of games that you would normally expect to see, like Tetris and, 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 and Breakout, stuff like that. Uh, then they've also got plenty of these like generic uh, shooting games. I don't know how many games you went over, but I played probably 10 to 12 games before I settled on what I was going to play. And for the most part, I thought the games weren't very good, to be completely honest with you. Some looked okay. Uh, some even played sort of okay. but And some were pretty competent rip-offs of, like, Tetris, for example, or or or, uh, or uh, something like Breakout. But I didn't want to play something like that for the show. I tried to get a little more original than, I, and, I, and I know you did too. But yeah, the titles that I played, they weren't. It's not like this game. It was a real sad day when it went out because they all these great games that went away. I didn't see a whole lot of great, uh, great game action to be had. Uh, this, okay, oh, for pretty much everything I played, 
it, it was a rip, a subtle, sometimes subtle, sometimes glaring rip off of something else. Like, did you play the game that I cannot recall the title of it right now? It was a obvious rip off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, where you you played as three characters, and your weapons were uh, sword, spear, and double club. Now, sword. Pretty self-explanatory. Your guy has a sword. Spear, for some reason, your guy has size. And what do you think double club is? No idea. Nunchucks. <laughs> you think they'd get the name so, right for that. That's, that is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I did play. I, double club. I played some real low-end, like a Phoenix ripoff. I played a game that was, I almost picked a uh, a, uh, a game that was a, like a pitfall ripoff. In fact, I think Pitfall was even in the title somewhere. It was a, you know, but I mean, they weren't that good. I, I felt I was pretty happy when I ended up picking because I did go through quite a few of these. It's an interesting system to explore, and if you know where to look, there's someone has put together a real nice front end, believe it or not, and you can actually play these games. There's about 50 supported games in there, so I went through and just ran through a bunch of them. <clears throat> so yeah, good stuff. Uh, and a wacky system again. I, I having seen uh, videos of these things being played for real. Emulation does this over justice in yeah. that the screen is clear. There's no ghosting, and the sound is much better because the sound on this. One of the downfalls of the well, there were many, but one of them was was the fact that the uh, the speaker in this was just real bad, real bad speaker in these. It's probably the Game Boy. You gotta say what you will about it. I mean, it's, the sound was good in it. And the sound for the game well, isn't crap. It's just that speaker is just hideous. Yeah, you have to go headphones. They they put no money into the speaker. You think that's you think that sort of by design? They're like, yeah, most people are going to use headphones. Well, going to bother with them. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Uh, because the, they really lean heavy on that stereo sound aspect. Yeah. I mean, every game is is left and right channels, even when it's stupid to do so. Uh, but it made for some interesting listening. I know that. Yes, it did. So, with, with, with all that in mind, uh, it was an interesting look at this thing. And and really, overall, before we get to the games, I think this was a halfway decent little unit. I mean, we've seen much, much worse. From everything, oh, everything I've heard, with the exception of the screen and the speaker, well, come to think of it, now I'm sort of under my own argument here, but... In terms of the way it felt and the the durability of it, the battery life, they they kind of nailed that. But I mean, well, I, no <laughs> one's going to run out and buy one of these. Clearly not, because because the the games on it were uh, questionable. Yeah. Uh, and I should mention uh, before we get into the games uh, proper, uh, these things go for a pretty penny right now. If you're trying to, if you're going to go out and buy one. Uh, I saw these things going on eBay, and now I'm talking. You're talking hundreds of dollars for these, and, I, and I, that's a t because they're just they're very uh, they're very in demand. You don't you don't see them, and so and the games aren't cheap either. I might add. So, <clears throat> with that in mind, uh, it was our task to explore this library and pick out a couple winners. Maybe I will lead the dance. So you know, Brent's pick is gold if I'm leading the dance. I went with a game, a little game that I like to mispronounce called Bio Queen Tang. Tian, Tian. There you go, Rushi. He, he called it. I couldn't pronounce it. Bio Queen Tang. From here on, I'll just call it Bao. So, Let's just call it Chinese Final yeah, Fight. So this game released by Bit Corporation, which m most of these games were. 
uh, came out <clears throat> late in the system's uh, late late in the system's life in '94. So this is, would have been one of the last games released, Brent. Uh, before we get into this, th- this is based on an actual guy, right? Uh, by, uh, who is also known as Bio Zing uh, or Bio Gong? He had many names. He was a Chinese politician that lived sometime. He lived according to the records here. He lived. He was born in March of nine 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 and died in July of ten sixty two, right? And he was a very. He's a very important figure apparently in China because he was a, a, a judge who was known for his fairness and a politician who was known for his fairness and upstanding uh, uprightness. Uh, he did stuff <clears throat> like, he's so honest, he sentenced his own uncle uh, to, for doing a crime. He impeached an uncle. Uh, he, oh, yeah, he also impeached, listen to this one. Um, Bayou consistently demonstrated extreme honesty and uprightness. With actions such as sentencing his own uncle, impeaching an uncle of Emperor Rizong's favorite concubine, and punishing powerful families. When you're screwing with a dude's concubine, that's honesty right there. You know, you got it's the way that's it did it. Uh, he gained the uh, honor the honorific title Justice Bio due to his ability to help peasants overcome corruption. So this was a this is a big big deal. Uh, this fellow. It says here he's still honored in Chinese society. Uh, and so that's kind of cool. And so in this game, you can actually play as this guy, by the way. So <clears throat> that's kind of neat. So I'm very confused how, how his history uh, translates into this Oh, game. it translates good and proper. Just you wait. And so I will say before we get too deep into any one of these games, that this shows you how difficult it is to find information. <clears throat> I went to find... Uh, I went to find box shots or logos for these games. I couldn't find them anywhere. They were uh, you couldn't find anything, and the only way I was able to find the any of the pictures you're going to see is because luckily right now someone is selling this stuff on eBay and took some real great shots. Otherwise, there is nothing. There's nothing, and I do this every week. So if I can't find it, it's not there. So let's get into bio here. So. Brent sort of nailed this uh, uh, early on. What you've got here is sort of the attempt uh, of, of the uh, gamete to emulate or to, to try their hand at a, a Final Fight-style game, or maybe a, uh, let's, we could even say a Double Dragon sort of affair. <clears throat> you get to choose between one of three uh, different characters at the start of the game. And then an overworld map is presented, and your job is to get through all the different stages in order to have the final battle, Brent. Uh, of course, we mentioned that the gamete has uh, the one the one gamepad and two buttons, and you've also got your start and select. This uses the two buttons to kick and punch and ju- and basically jump your way through. Not that they didn't reinvent the wheel here. And if you push both buttons, you get your super move. That takes a little bit of your power. Does that sound familiar to you? It can't be any any more familiar. Uh, so, one of the things I liked about this game, it it actually has depth of field. Instead of being a flat two D game, you could actually you could actually go back and forth. The funny thing is, I didn't really realize this until I'd played it for a good while because I never bothered to go back there. But you can, you can do that if you want to. And I guess there's some strategic value to it. Uh, it yeah, it's about a third of yeah. the screen. 
you can go uh, up and the down. The backgrounds in this are actually varied. They're quite beautiful. This, I would say, without a doubt, this was graphically the best game I saw in the game by by a far shot. Uh, it, yeah, I the, agree. The, uh, the backgrounds, I actually have a... They have a hand-drawn element to them that look real nice. And as you m move through uh, uh, turn, of, turn of the Century China, you see... Uh, all the cool things you would expect to see. There are fields. There are bridges. There are uh, cities. There are oceans. There are uh, you know wagons and stuff and, and, and encampments and all that kind of stuff that you that you know that you would expect to see. It's pretty nice artwork. There's vegetation, forests. You know, they did a good job on that. The uh, characters look like characters. They look the the three different characters look different. They have different moves. Uh, the bad guys are. If you've ever played Final Fight and you thought to yourself, man, they reuse these characters a lot. Why do you play this? They reuse the hell out of these characters. You see the same guys about a million times in the game. Uh, and they all behave the same. For the most part, you can walk through this game and just punch and kick people in the face until they fall over. Okay, now, there are some exceptions. <clears throat> uh, as you move through the game, you're going to encounter a little bit tougher enemies. The two toughest enemies in the game are a guy that... Uh, there's a chick that throws shurikens, throwing stars. And there's a guy that throws fire. These are far and away the two most irritating... I'm, I'm including the bosses, who aren't that tough. You just walk up to them beat the, beat the crap out of them. They look cool, though. Uh, so as you go through this, you just fight these guys over and over. There would usually be two on a screen. I don't think there was ever three. I don't think there was ever three. I think it was always two. No, two, two max. <clears throat> and... Uh, as you dispatch these guys, the screen will kind of move on to the next scene, just like a, just like a final fight. And, uh, and when you move to the next scene, you, another couple guys will come out, and you beat the crap out of them. The guys, the the key to this game, and by the way, if you're watching this at home, that's my footage right there. You're seeing the key to this game is to actually position your character on one side and the two other guys on the other. As long as you don't let them surround you, you're golden. You can just beat the crap out of them, uh, but because they they will just sit there and take it. Occasionally, you will come across a breakable barrel, uh, and in the barrel, I think every time is food. I don't recall ever being anything else in there. Uh, some of the bad guys will have weapons, knives, or or uh, I think there's a guy that carries like a stick, uh, yeah, club, a club yeah. Uh, you can't. You don't get to. You don't get to use those. That that you don't. I guess your you, your person does not pick up that stuff. Uh, this game, I rocketed through this sucker, Brent. I only had to use one continue to beat the whole game. Uh, oh, now I did play on the easy difficulty, uh, but uh, I can I say that I enjoyed this? I don't. I, let me put it this way: after playing the other games, I enjoyed this. Because I, this was of the games I played, this was by far the best one I tried. Uh, I thought this was quite a good game. Uh, your chick uh, or your character, aside from having the kick and the punch, they also can perform a throw. But the distance you need to perform the throw was never quite solid to me for any character. I, I mean, occasionally you would see your character reach out to throw some reach, reach out and throw someone, but uh, I never could like do it consistently. Did you, did you ever get your throws to work? Did you try throwing people? The throw is just at the at the end of your. You you have a combo. You button button button, and then it's a throw. So, but it it didn't I mean, consistently. Just, you very seldom did you actually throw them. Is my point. Well, no, I actually got quite a really? few throws. 
Uh, but the, the the problem is, is you do the throw animation, even if there's no yeah. one there. If you're just punching the air, you punch, 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 and then your guy just tries to throw. It reminds me in wrestling so, if 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 a guy goes for a for a uh, a hip toss or something, and the other guy holds the rope, and so they just look like idiots with their arm out. That's what your idiot looks like. <laughs> just kind of standing there with their arm out. So at the end of each of the levels, you will come across the boss. And you know it's the boss because they will get their own life bar at the top of the screen and, and their own little picture. They usually also have a, have one goof that comes out to help one of the geeks. The geeks aren't worth a crap. The bosses, some bosses have like uh, are have weapons. Some bosses are big. Some bo- they some bosses look cool, but at the end of the day, you just reach out and beat the crap out of them, just like all the other geeks. I've never. I, I went to these bosses like quicker than a hiccup. I didn't have any trouble with any of them. The end boss you get to, King Dong, you roll through and just beat the tar out of him like a geek. You know, I mean, th- those bosses were were a joke. Did you ha- did you have any boss that gave you any trouble, Brent? Did no, but I, I couldn't stomach playing. The oh, I knew. Oh, that's see. Listen, I knew it. I knew I was better than you at this. And once again, it's been proven. I am the master of of Bayo Quinn Ta- Tan, whatever it's called. I wish I could pronounce the thing I'm a master of, but still. <laughs> but yeah, once you roll through the game, uh, you get a. This game has little cutscenes in it. Uh, I don't know what they're saying in the cutscenes because this is all uh, in Chinese. Uh, big time in Chinese. I could understand, I could understand the word "go." That's all I can see. They, but it ha- there's opening and closing cutscenes, and they're pretty elaborate and they're hand drawn. They look nice, but I don't know what's going on. So I don't have any idea. I could I can't clue you in on what the story was on, on this thing. But uh, it provided. I don't know what it provided a half hour of of, of entertainment. I guess to me, I, I think I'd play it again. I did switch to the judge. Uh, and try him. He's the first guy on the list, the big guy. He's a lot like playing like, uh, uh, yeah, he, he does Hagar stuff. He doesn't do the spinning pile driver. Flying clothesline, yeah. yeah, spinning yeah. fist. Yeah, that's right. He does the same stuff Hagar does, but I, I kind of I liked the girl. I thought she was uh, pretty nimble. Hagar's a lot slower than the girl, but the characters do play different. You got to give them that. The fact that it's got selectable characters and it looks good. If they could have nailed the gameplay here, they would have had something. It does play a little bit. It reminds me. It's funny. It looks more like a final. Uh, a, 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 a. It looks more like. Uh, uh, it plays more like a double dragon. I guess what I'm saying. It's what it reminded me a little bit more of in terms of the actual fighting. But it, it, it doesn't play that good. I mean, Double Dragon, that's sort of an insult, I guess, really. I didn't think about it. Did you have trouble with the throwing star slash fire guys as well? No, I didn't have. I, the only problem I had was staying away. Oh, please! What what did you th- go ahead and give us your assessment, and also try to pronounce the name yeah, at least th- once. This game is just button mash. That's all it is. It, the 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 key to a good final fight, you know, beat 'em up game, is interesting characters and variety. And this game lacks both. Uh, the bosses that you are the the cannon fodder that you fight is just endless you just you beat up the a guy you beat up another guy the same guy rolls in it doesn't matter what stage you're on it doesn't matter who you're playing all your attacks are just kick you know button 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 throw button 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 you can do jumping attacks it's all just there's never more than two characters on the screen so there's really not even a, an opportunity to be overwhelmed it's just a matter of getting them both on one side and then hitting the button a lot uh, I, is the game graphically pleasing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I I think there's a lot there. Graphically. There is sound. No, not really. The music was was it was it was tolerable, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah it wasn't offensive. <clears throat> but the gameplay, hey, you and the the bad guys have so much health, so much health. I mean, it, it takes four or five or six combos to get them to to stay down, and you have you know. 30 to 50 guys per stage. Oh, you don't have it's that just, many. That's not even close it, to that many. Okay. It's 10. It feels like you have 30 to 50 no, guys no, each no, stage. It's not that bad. Because all you do is just you walk up to them and you hit That's your That's the part that feels like Double uh, Dragon to me, where the, the guys are all pretty tough. So, But you basically just wail on them for a while. I mean, that, that part, yeah, if you want to feel real tough, this is the game for you. Make you feel like a real big man. Well, yeah, which is perfect for the... Uh, the uh, the level-headed judge. Hey, listen, this judge takes the law to his own just hand. Like beating a man. Uh, hey, I like uh, that. I think I I think you, the game has. A, I think there was a missed opportunity, but I still think there's. I think it's enjoyable to run through at least once. I don't think it's oh, enjoyable. Listen, you're too you're too tough on this. I, game. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it's it, no no no. It, the game has all the elements of a good game, except for the game. And, and we, I would rather have bad elements. And interesting gameplay, then uh, everything else be okay, and then the gameplay stinks. Yeah, because the gameplay on this is just repetitive. I, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, you'll notice if you're watching the video version of this that uh, you'll see that we have the box and the manual, and that's that's one of the cards for the system right there. And then you've got beside it, this thing came with some stickers apparently, <clears throat> which I think I think that's charming that it came with a little sticker thing. I would love to know the backstory of this, but again, I, I and also I could not find anyone that had given this a review of any sort. You <laughs> forget about that. I will say I did look this up on eBay. I, I had to to get the pictures, and so it worked out great. Well, we did get Discord reviews. Yeah, on this yeah, area. we'll run through this, but uh, the uh, uh, the eBay price of this thing complete in box. The guy's asking three hundred dollars. So that right there tells you it's a rare and beautiful title print. Worthy of your no, it doesn't. Worth, worthy no, it of doesn't. your attention. I, come on, you're killing this thing. I I'm surprised you. I thought you'd like it more than you did. I'll be honest with you. Let's nah. head over to the. It, it's a really crappy. Final we got play. a Discord review. We got to see if do we get more than one. We got one Discord review on this one. Uh, look, it looks like a lot of people weren't, weren't willing to try this one. But Mitsuyama went out and gave it a whirl. He says the game was well presented with good sound and graphics. However, the gameplay is too repetitive. It's just walk right, beat one enemy, walk right, beat two enemies, repeat until you reach the end-level boss. I just ended up lining up the enemies and mashing the attack button. There's not much variety in the types of enemies either. It's a bargain basement double dragon. I got to stage three and turned it off as it just seemed to be more of the same. See, that's where you guys hosed yourselves because you missed out on the, the another tougher enemy comes out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I said, there's a guy that throws fire, and the and the chick that throws the shurikens. They're tough. There's the fire guy right now. You can see if you're watching at home. If that really that those guys make it a much more difficult game. They would kill me quick because that fire it hurt real bad. You know, so that did that did break the game up quite a bit. I'm glad that came up before we left this game. So you can see there if you get into if you go fur enough fur enough if you go a fur piece into the game, my West Virginia is sticking out. Down by yeah, the holler. Uh, you can. There is a little variance. Look at the beautiful backgrounds uh, there. Uh, just like I said, it's got a very nice hand-drawn look to it. I think the backgrounds alone merit you to know, go through and give this thing a whirl. I give, I wow. give Bio Queen Tan 
for the Gamate, my highest Game 8 review score ever. 10 out of 10 from good old A. Brent, what did you bring to the table that was so awesome uh, and that you have to share it with us now? What do you got? I went a completely different direction and picked a game that didn't stink. I picked Punk Boy. And when you say Punk Boy, the first thing that comes to your head is (laughs) a Mickey Mouse looking guy with Bart Simpson hair. (laughs) That's Punk Boy. (laughs) Now, we we, we can't properly uh, review Punk Boy until we learn its beautiful story. So let me... uh, let me give you Punk Boy's beautiful story. One bright, beautiful morning, when Billy and Chicklet were outside playing in the yard, a horrific witch swooped from the cloud in the sky and carried poor Chicklet off. Mercy! Poor Chick! Billy chased after them with all his strength. He ran and ran and yelled and screamed, but to no avail. Billy must overcome rotting zombies, the giant vampire bat, frickin' Frankenstein, and dirty old Dracula if he's ever going to see his best friend Chicklet again. Hmm. Now, with that motivation, you sit down and you you load up Punk Boy, and you're like, I'm going to get Chicklet back, baby. And you start playing one of the worst platformers of all time. I was waiting for that shoe Actually, to that's drop. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Please, continue. I'm going to hear this. I, I, Punk Boy is uh, a disaster of control. Uh, the And stage design. The graphics themselves, the, the pixel art, is pretty okay. Uh, uh, Punk Boy is well animated, and his abilities are once you figure out what you're doing, they're they're kind of fun. Unfortunately, stage design and hit detection, and uh, the fact that you do not get iframes, even though your character is blinking like he gets iframes, uh, is is very detrimental to the game. Uh, a lot of people you see in the videos and you see when you play, sometimes you'll jump on an enemy and you'll bounce off of them Mario style, right? And then a lot of the times you won't. The secret is you have to press the jump button once to jump and then press it again to activate your butt stomping action. If you don't do that, (laughs) you'll, you'll never jump on an enemy. That actually takes... That took me a long time to it's figure out. It's not the out. easiest maneuver, because, that's for sure. <laughs> no, well, once you know the mechanics, it's not horrible, but it's easy to overlook the mechanic because it doesn't really make sense. Uh, Punk Boy's other ability is you can get, I think they're supposed to be apples, and once you pick up an apple icon, you can throw apples at the enemies which gives you a ranged attack. Uh, pretty much all the enemies outside the bosses are one-hit things. Where Punk Boy really fails <laughs> is it has a lot of uh, situations where you have to get hit, or you it's incredibly difficult to not get hit. Uh, so you are constantly taking damage you don't feel like you should have to take. And when a game puts you in that kind of situation... Uh, it's 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 unfortunate because it 
makes the game look worse than it really is. Uh, the bosses on this, how far did you get in this, Aaron? Did you get off level one? I did not get far. I saw the, the boss for the first level, and I didn't get past him. You did see I the did. boss. Okay, well, that's actually and by pretty the way, impressive. I, it's not like I played this for five minutes, and it's like, eh, it took me forever to get to the end of the first level. That's a hard, yeah. It was so hard. Yeah. Uh, the I Well, to be fair, I only made it to the end of stage two. Uh, the game has secret passages. It has uh, uh, bosses, like we were saying, and the bosses are big, nice sprites. Like I said, the game visually is uh, appealing. Uh, the stages are incredibly varied <clears throat> for the two I saw. <laughs> uh, you know, you start out in kind of a forest environment, and then you have, like, uh, these rolling hills-type environment. It's unfortunate there is no background to the game. Uh, you just run on your blocks, and then the background's all one color. And I think they pretty much had to do that because anything would get lost in the if it had a background. The boss at the end of stage one takes too many hits. Uh, if you don't have an apple, you're you're absolutely screwed because the boss just jumps around the screen, and you can jump on its head to do damage, but the hit detection's so bad. Uh, you almost always end up taking hits as you're bouncing off of her, no matter what you do. If you have apples, you can kind of soften her up. Eventually, she's going to hit you and kill you. You do have life in this game. Uh, you can get up to five power, which is just health, which does make it a little bit easier, but enemies will drain two, three, four health at a time sometimes by just being in proximity. And the absolute worst feeling is when you're fighting the boss and you die, so you go to your next life, you start with three lives, and you reappear right where the boss is, and she instantly kills you again, just drains all your health. That sucks. And that kind of that's the kind of crap that, that should not happen in a game like this. You The iframes, I mean, your guy blinks like he's getting iframes, but he's not getting iframes. Uh, stage design... Enemy placement's crap. The jumping is wonky. You have to do your second button pr press, and he kicks his feet up to do the little butt drop. And that actually allows you to get on platforms a little higher than your normal jump allows you to do. It's kind of like he's kicking out like a long jumper would, and he can get to a, a higher place if you do that. That also took me forever to that understand. That was something I... So the I was bouncing off enemies to get to higher places because it was so hard to get up to some of them. Yeah, you can do that too. Uh, it's... If the game had better hit detection and better level design... Better uh, control mechanism. And, well, the, the no, controls are just I, about they made it knowing too hard. the mechanics they made that, there. And, and they're also imprecise. They're, well, that yeah, that's part of the hit detection. The game, the game's not good. I'm not going to say the game's good. That said, I enjoyed this a million times more than I enjoyed your game. Because at least with this game, I felt like I was getting better. I felt like I was progressing. Your game, I felt like I had mastered it in the first minute. Because it's just button, button, button. This, at least, you can get better at, learn the mechanics. The mechanics are crap. The platforming's crap. You know, there's a lot of crap here, but there's at least stuff to do and stuff to discover. 
hidden passages, how to get to different items, uh, how different mobs work. There are multiple enemies in the game. You don't feel like you're just fighting the same thing over and over. And all the enemies have their own varied attack. Uh, for the two stages I saw, I think there were probably like eight or nine different enemy types, that, which is pretty good. I'm okay with that. Um, am I going to say run out and, and, and buy this game, considering it's on eBay right now, boxed for $300? No, I'm not. Am I going to say go and emulate this game? No. No, not unless you are looking for a platformer that that is different, uh, not in a good way, but in a bad design way. Uh, then you might want to check this out. The graphics are fine. The sound is is this weird stereo mix that you actually feel it coming to both your both sides of your head, and it's actually uh, I don't know, not good. Did you have problem with the music, Aaron? Did it hurt everything your head? about this game? Was no good. You know, you look at oh, listen, the mascot true. looks like it looks like it looks like Mickey Mouse went on like a two day bender. He had combed his hair. It's Mickey Mouse and, and Bart Simpson yeah. joined together finally at yeah, last. Not good. This predicted the Disney uh, Fox merger. You know, visually this came out predicted it so decades in <laughs> yeah. advance. Listen, Mickey looks unkept and beat down, and he should feel that way in this game. Get, He's a punk getting boy. around in this game's tough. Using your uh, attacks is tough. The hit detection's sloppy. The jump things are goofy. It's it, This is a, a, a dud. Big old dud. Fail. Is there a good game trapped in here? Perhaps. I mean, uh, they might have something here, but the, the, what they decided to do with this was just a dud. Everything about it. Like you said, there are places where you just basically you're screwed. I mean, who wants to play a game where you're screwed? The first level is incredibly hard. The first level. They couldn't give you yeah, one stinking level. You know? No. Too hard. I know you said my game's too easy, but it does the difficulty does ramp up towards the end. God only knows if the difficulty on this ramped up, who knows what you would do. That first boss... My God, four million hit points. You're right. Even if even if you think you're doing the right thing, you're not. You're still getting hit. You can't tell if you're doing the right thing. You can't tell what's going to happen. This game was a big old dud. I sat around forever just trying to get anywhere in this game. I I did not. I didn't like the sound. I didn't like the look of it. There is ones. Oh, but I think the graphics are. They're fine. okay, but they're not great. That's what aren't you? The one saving grace in this game, though, that you didn't mention it. This game does have a pickup in it. That is the Gamate Seal of Approval. I do approve that. If you look on some of the Gamate games, there's this sort of like Nintendo had the seal. In fact, if you're watching the visual version, you can see the little seal on the screen. This The Gamate Seal of Approval is a pickup in this. I do approve of that. I did get a hearty laugh out of that. But no, this was L. Dud O. Reno. I'm not going to pay you for this one, Brent. No, it wasn't good, but it was still better. No, than it yours. was not better. It was more. It was not. Be- it wasn't yours. playable. Unplayable. Not as attractive. Oh no! Like no, no, graphically, no, no. No, this no. is the mechanics. The mechanics were unfair, and the hit detection was listen, lousy. But it wasn't unplayable. Listen, I told myself that I wasn't going to get into a throwdown fight with you over the gamete. All right, and I'm not going to because these games don't merit fighting over. Okay, but. Mine looks better, and eventually it plays better. You just didn't get far enough to where it was a little more interesting. This is yeah, I fell this is this is unplayable. Yeah, this is more exciting because there's so much death. You've been brought up on death. That's what you crave. You're gonna get it in this game of El Dudo Grande. 
No, I, I, for all the flaws of this game, and there are plenty, uh, I still think that a broken mechanic is better than no mechanic, and that's what we no, have with listen, your game. The mechanic in this is, is the devil. It's horrible. This is no good. It's no good. A big fail. Let's see what the people thought, Brent. Don't take it from me. Let's look here. We've got a couple reviews on this one. Uh, let me just scroll down here. We've got first, Bark Bet chimed in. Punk Boy Review. I can forgive the slow action, the poor scrolling, and the irritating music, but not the poor game design. Even Barkbit has a limit, Brent. It's almost impossible not to take damage before you find your projectile weapon. Then it's almost impossible to get up the first ledge because of the bounce of the off-enemy mechanic. The next obstacle is a boulder on a string, which I couldn't pass anyway. Game over, man! Game over! One out of ten! The dud! Now listen, surely uh, Mitsuyama Wolf liked it. Punk Boy Review. The sound and graphics are quite good for a system of this type. Although there yeah. was some flickering when multiple characters were on screen. Oh, yeah. Does the main character remind anyone else of Mickey Mouse but without the ears? How, <laughs> however, the gameplay sucks. <laughs> That's his words, not mine. <laughs> not having the iframes when you take a hit means you can lose two to three hit points at once. The jumping is not tight yeah. enough for a platform game. I didn't like that some platforms were too high to jump on directly, and you had to respawn the enemies to jump off them. I got the stage two before giving up on this game. Four out of ten. A big old dud. No, I think that's a, that is an absolutely fair review. And I would go as far as to say four out of ten, if you're given number reviews, is probably a little high. Uh -huh. Uh, I, I think a three is probably more appropriate, but that's really just nitpicking. Uh -huh. uh, still, I would give your game a big old no. one. And by the way, that's how uninteresting I felt your game. And I will was. say, Mitsuyama, who's in the chat, simply says El Dutterino. I agree. So there you go. <laughs> now, all that said, I did enjoy looking at the gamete. I don't know why. There's something about the system that tickled me. And we I actually, yeah, I, I, I told Brad, I thought maybe we'd do multiple games in this, but we. The Gamate will return, much like Bond, Britt. We'll be back to uh, put the Gamate to the test somewhere down the line. But until then, it's wheel time. Let's do it. Oh. Hey, I'll be de debuting a new wheel theme next week. That'll be cool. All right, here we go. Britt, this week we had to add a couple uh, different things here. We've got Animal Protagonists. We've also got... Uh, let me see the other one that we added here. Uh... They're guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. And our retro rewind, the CD32, Brent. CD32. All right. Yeah. Are you ready? Here yeah, we go. Ugh. And the winner is... Oh, man. You know, there's a funny story behind this winner. Let me zoom out of this. We did it. We did it. I asked the Amigos yesterday, and someone asked, "Which system would you send to a desert island that should never return to be spoken about?" And the system that I said is what we just spun. I swear to you, as God is my witness, I'm going to pay for that remark. When we review games made for the American, bam, Timex Sinclair 1000, one of the all-time biggest duds in the history of American computing. We will be taking a look, and keep in mind, Brad, these are games exclusively made for the Timex Sinclair 1000, not anything from the ZX Spectrum. That's the rules of the game. Were there two games we can review? Oh, yeah. They made games for it. This is going to go down hard. I can tell you that right now. 
Oh, come on, Frodo. Are you kidding me? So, <clears throat> now, with all that said, Brent, we, uh, you engineered another one of your contests last week. Why don't you set this up before I run down these bad boys? To get on to the Wheel of Prizes, we asked our audience to pick, to uh, throw some slogans at us to see uh, what tick fancy, something that really caught the essence of the show, so to say. And we picked out two of our favorites. Aaron, do you want to tell them what you picked first? Uh, sure. Uh, let me, I've got to go back. Go ahead, you tell them what you picked first. I'll go down and find mine, because I'm going to find who who actually sent it in. I, I, I picked, I picked Thomas the Tank Mouse with his ARG slogan, ARG presents America's number one Tankton Einstein podcast. Very good. <laughs> For our our one episode on the that put us over the top, they sent us flying to number one. The uh, the Tankton Einstein. It's t- uh, it's quite t-tung. a system to behold. Tung. No, it's not. It's Tankton. Oh my God. Good Lord. Well, listen. I went with one sent in by Jigglebox, and it simply states, and I think this is apropos, especially today. It says. Uh, let me find where it went here. Oh, here it is. ARG presents the whole is less than the sum of its parts. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. I, we've got a ton of these. I'm going to read through them real quick because they're all funny. So I'm just going to read through these and I'll tell you who said them. We've got uh, ARG presents. Uh, well, I don't know what that one means. We'll skip that one. <laughs> Your retro gaming loot crate. Uh, retro gaming rediscovered. A fresh take on the out of date. I like that. Gaming Relived. Uh, yeah, Those were from Jason. Uh, Jigglebox sent in about 600. Uh, our, our, let's see, our R number is uh, is more than one, and we're keen to keep it that way. What's our R number mean, Brent? Do we know what that means? We couldn't think of two better presenters, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a little brutal. The antidote to your lockdown blues, also available as a suppository. They're so sexy that old ladies literally can't control their vehicles when passing by. I guess that's for you, Brent, since that lady hit your back. You couldn't get two nicer fellas at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time talking about retro gaming with a wheel-spinning gimmick? That's... <laughs> there is no safe word, unfortunately. One of them is being held against his will, and the other is really a lizard. These are all gold, by the way. If you thought season one was long, just wait till you see season two. Like a pair of comfy old boots. Not jump the shark yet, but close. But a couple close calls. The stuffed crust <laughs> of your favorite retro gaming pizza. If ARG had been on Betamax, then Betamax would have won. If you've got a three and a half inch floppy, then ARG is for you. The Cagney and Lacey of retro gaming investigators. I like that one. If it was an operating system, it would be Argos. Click and collect retro gaming. Covering everything from Amiga to Atari. That's a real one. How'd that one get in there? ARG presents quite a gimmick. ARG presents wheel, a wheelie good fun. Uh, what, <laughs> ARG presents why not take a spin with us. Then there's the very definition of curate's egg. I don't know what that means. Uh, put us in your bucket list before it's too late. We've got a million of these things. <laughs> Those were all sent from Jigglebox. ARG presents we play it so you don't have to. I don't like this one, Bark Bit. Watch two old men argue from a safe distance. That's part. <laughs> Take off, Park Bit. <laughs> that was my number two, by the way. Here's one from Hermsky. The uh, the Amiga Retro Gamers of West Virginia, both full of charming charisma, playing everything retro, unable to let go, who bicker like foes on the Amiga. There you go. That was almost like a, 
a haiku or something there. Uh, see here, Decon writes, uh, on the good ship ARC Presents, landing on the wheels contents what Aaron and Brent play on consoles and games from yesterday. That's nice. These people yeah, are way we'll more talented than we are. Paul J. sent in ARG Presents the Magical School Bus of Retro Games. I hated the Magic School Bus, but <laughs> my kid likes it. Old B. Sturgeon writes in, ARG Presents, we spun the wheel, we made the, oh, the internet's down, and no one can see this. Thanks, Sudden Link. That's... <laughs> Come on, Sturgeon. <laughs> Hermsky also came in with ARG, The Lost Boys. I don't know if I can call you a boy. Uh, Cedric Frostbisher, ARG, ARG, where heroes play. That's right. Daz, ARG presents two daredevils, a wheel of fire, and <coughs> and more broken than evil can evil. More brokes, more like it. Uh, Rob O'Hara, ARG presents two reviews, one wheel, zero regrets. That's a good one, too. Except we have lots of yeah, regrets. Yeah, especially after that last game with the Bart Simpson Mickey Mouse. A Gareth Gudger, that's a good name right there. ARG presents Wheel of Mortality. Turn, turn, turn. Teach us the lessons we must learn. So there you go. A lot of good. We got a lot of interest in that one. I, I was surprised yep. the amount of jack that they, that, that they generated. So who, can you say who the winners were again? Uh, it, we've got uh, Jigglebox and Thomas the Tank Mouse. There you go. Were the selected slogans. Now, for our final two spots, you can enter through any previous means. Anything. Comment on the YouTube. Comment on Twitter. Uh, send us an email. Send us a suggestion. Write us a slogan. Uh, uh, follow the ARG Presents channel. Everything that was previously done, uh, people, you know, people in Twitch chat for next week, review the games, all of it. it you have the possibility of being the final two spots on the wheel. And so pretty much any interaction with the show, you've got a chance to be randomly so selected. So these are the last two spots? Is that what you're saying here? So we've That's got, it. how many do we have so far that are in the box? Can you, I don't suppose you can read off the names that are already qualified, can you? I can. Oh, okay. We've got Frontier Gibberish, Olaf Hope, Lambsta, Frodo and L, Xenon K9, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Roushi, Thomas the Tank Mouse, and Gigglebox. All right, there you go. So we've got two spots remaining, and then I guess we'll spin the wheel, what, in two weeks to determine the big winners? Well, we'll have to, yeah, I'll have to get the pieces made whatnot, and we'll we'll determine that. Very at a later good. Date. So that the, the end is nigh. This is the eleventh hour to uh, jump in here. I will also accept hilarious drawings of Brent if you want to do that. I would like to see some of those too. And we want to thank everyone that sent in. My God, we we got so many of these. I think we got them all down. I'm gonna just read everybody's names that sent stuff in here. Uh, Zord Glove. Uh, thank you very much, Jason. Thank you very much, Jugglebox. Sent in a million bark bit. Thank you uh, uh, for sending one in. Uh, we've got Decon. Thank you for sending one in. Hermsky, Paul J. Ob Sturgeon. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Cedric uh, Frobisher. Thank you, Daz. Thomas the Tank Mouse. Uh, Rob O'Hara and Gareth Grudger. Gudger. Thank you very much, everybody, for participating uh, in our uh, in our fun little contest. That we got some good stuff there, Brent. That stuff may appear somewhere in the future uh, of this show. So. Uh, Britt, any any parting thoughts or final thoughts uh, before we call this one a day? Uh, go out there and play some punk pool. No, no. What? That's your final thought? 
You're an idiot. <laughs> Never do that. We'll be back next week with some Timex Sinclair 1000. This is going to go down hard. Until then, we bid you guys a fond adieu. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Hello to our YouTube subscribers and our Twitch followers. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and Bartbit for an amazing closing theme. Want to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Ram, W. Vetke, Rolo, Olaf Hope, Anthony Jarvis, Terry Howard, Gary Heather, John Schaller, The Slow Morris, Frodo NL, Steve Rechmason, Bernhard Lucas, Chris Folds, Mitsuyama, Jason Warns, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Dave Velociraptor, Retroallergy, Hermski, Rauchy, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mr. B. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay, too. You can help us out by leaving us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Email it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m., EDT on Twitch. Hope to see you there.